podcast catechism in the Catholic Church in one year. Today is day 126, and we begin with number 946. Communion of Saints. After confessing the Holy Catholic Church, the Apostles' Creed adds the communion of saints. In a certain sense, this article is a further explanation of the preceding. What is the church if not the assembly of all the saints? The communion of saints is the church. Since all the faithful form one body, the good of each is communicated to the others. We must therefore believe that there exists a communion of goods in the church. But the most important member is Christ, since he is the head. Therefore, the riches of Christ are communicated to all the members through the sacraments. As this church is governed by one and the name spirit, then the same spirit, all the goods she has received necessarily become a common fund. The term communion of saints, therefore, has two closely linked meanings. Communion in holy things, or sancta, and among holy persons, sancti. Sancta sanctis. God's holy gifts for God's holy people is proclaimed by the celebrant in most Eastern liturgies during the elevation of the holy gifts before the distribution of communion. The faithful are fed by Christ's holy body and blood to grow in the communion of the Holy Spirit and to communicate it to the world. In the primitive community of Jerusalem, the disciples devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and the prayers. Communion in the faith. The faith of the faithful is the faith of the church, received from the apostles. Faith is a treasure of life which is enriched by being shared. Communion of the sacraments. The fruit of all the sacraments belongs to the faithful. All the sacraments are sacred links, uniting the faithful with one another and binding them to Jesus Christ. And above all, baptism, the gate by which we enter into the church. The communion of saints must be understood as the communion of the sacraments. The name communion can be applied to all of them, for they unite us to God. But the name is better suited to the Eucharist than to any other because it is primarily the Eucharist that brings this communion about. Communion of Charisms Within the community of the Church, the Holy Spirit distributes special graces among the faithful of every rank for the building up of the Church. Now, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. They had everything in common. Everything the true Christian has to be regarded as a good possessed in common with everyone else. All Christians should be ready and eager to come to the help of the needy and of their neighbors in want. A Christian is a steward of the Lord's goods. Communion and Charity In the Sanctorum Communio, none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Charity does not insist on its own way. In this solidarity with all men, living or dead, which is founded on the communion of saints, the least of our acts done in charity redounds to the profit of all. Every sin harms this communion. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. This uh, extension of the communion of saints is is, just kind of, I think, one of the more beautiful realities of, of, of the church spreading both in the world and also beyond it, right? So we have um, we have kind of this, this beautiful teaching of, of how uh, faith is lived. So, you know, those saints who are in heaven, right, the, the ones who we usually refer to as the communion of saints, um, we, 
though they have they have kind of faith fulfilled, right? They see what we uh, believe only in faith, but it is faith that is, you know, as St. Thomas Aquinas talks about, is the virtue of, of eternal life begun on earth, right? So we have this kind of connection in in what we profess to those who are already in heaven. They've, they've attained what we believe, right? <laughs> they, they know the vision of God. They have a perfect relationship with him in charity. Um, but it is good to see how, you know, the, the, communi- the catechism expounds upon what, what is actually shared. So the, the, the very different things that are, that, are, that are given, right? So faith, the sacraments, the charisms, basically everything, and, and, and in charity. So, um, you know, I, I'm struck whenever we talk about the, the Eucharist as a sign of communion, right, um, that it is both a physical and spiritual reality. It's, it's one of kind of, you know, a lot of times, you know, funerals are, are an occasion for everyone to gather, right, whether Catholic or not Catholic, and it's al- you know, almost always in the context of a Mass. And so there's always that part during the distribution of communion where the priest has to say something about the fact of what we're about to do. And so, you know, I've, I've come to kind of give the same little spiel every time, right? So um, we profess that it is the body and blood of Christ, but also that it is a sign of, of union, amongst all the church members. So if you're not ready to say, I'm, I'm a member of this church, not the parish church, but the church universal, it, really it's it's not appropriate at all for you to come forward. And and I, most people actually get that, I think, more than um, more than they don't profess what we believe um, because anyway, it's a long philosophical discussion on that. But, you know, there is kind of a, a sense in which we should be reminded that there's a reason why Christ gives us teachings about, you know, if you remember that your brother has something against you, leave behind your offering and go and make amends with him. There's a reason why um, there is this this need for, for union on a natural level to be able to receive all of the graces that are coming out of it. That, that we're, and there's a reason why mortal sin holds us back from being able to receive the graces of communion is because we've disconnected ourselves from the ones who have it, right? Um, you know, none of the saints in heaven professed a heresy, right? Or at least didn't, you know, it's impossible because heresy is obstinate refusal. So they, they would, if they would have, they would have taken it back. But that's a different story. Um, that when we're, what we're offering here is to say, you know, we're not just claiming, you know, oh, I, ne- I need a little bit of help when we say communion we're, or we receive the Eucharist. We're saying in every sacrament we receive, this is what I want to be a part of a church that extends into heaven, a church that has a, a life source directly from the, the king of heaven, <laughs> a life source that is fed not only by him, but by all of his, all of his saints. Um, when we're talking in these things, we're, we're saying, this isn't just about me anymore. Um, that's why charity is so important. That this last paragraph that we read is that we, we're not alone anymore. Nobody in the church, even even the the you know, as yesterday's podcast talked about, the of hermits aren't really alone. Everything they do is still for the good of the church. Everything that they, uh, all of their suffering, isn't just for their own sake and their own personal sanctification, but truly for that of the world. There's a reason. I remember um, when I was you know just coming into the faith in a new in college. I remember. Um, kind of being explained the, the idea of, of kind of cloistered 
men and women religious, and I and I said, I was like, I just don't get it. I was like, I get religious life. I get you know the these mendicant orders, the Jesuits, the Franciscans, the Dominicans. You know, they make sense to me. They're they're out there preaching the gospel. I said, I really just don't get monks. And one guy kind of explained it, and he said, they're the ones that make the world go round. And it, and when he said it, I kind of brushed him off because I didn't like the guy. But he uh, eventually I got it that he that it's it's their their work isn't just theirs. They can, they enhance our lives in their perfection of charity. They enhance the lifeblood of the church to be able to say, you know, to proclaim the gospel even though they're not directly involved. It's why one of our one of the church's patron saints of evangelization is a cloistered nun, Saint Therese of Lisieux. It's it's not a you know kind of nice teaching. It's exactly what we believe and what we, how we act in our lives is that the spiritual goods push along even those temporal things, that we are always united, we are always made one body uh, in Christ, and so what we do echoes not only individually into eternity, but it truly echoes throughout the body of Christ. It is why we have to be so careful in our actions, is because nothing we do is our own anymore.